Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us at KTSW 89.9, the other side of radio. My name is Eli Garcia, and I am here with Deanna Garcia, who is the clinic manager of an OBGYN office within a large multi-specialty group here in Central Texas. Deanna, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. How about yourself? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for joining me. So, OBGYN office within a large multi-specialty group, what does that mean? What is a large multi-specialty group? Well, a large multi-specialty group means that we are kind of one company, one entity that has a lot of different um, specialties. So, um, And we're all kind of connected, uh, like the same family. Gotcha. That's very, very interesting. Um, how long have you been in your role? Um, well, I've been uh, a manager of an OBGYN practice for about eight years now. Um, yeah, and, and but I've worked in healthcare for a lot longer. That's fantastic. Um, so can you describe your role as an office manager? What are the, the main tasks that you have? Who do you oversee? Do you interact with doctors? I know I asked you a lot there, but um, what is your role as the office manager? Um, well, as a clinic manager, I feel like my role is kind of the ultimate support role, like which I feel that way in any kind of leadership role is that if you are in a manager or a leadership role, you are supporting every single person in that practice. And you're also kind of a liaison for like a corporate office, if that's something that you have or kind of like the business side and regulations and all of that. And how do you make it all work together? Um, and so I oversee business office staff. Um, so like, you know, the front desk people that you interact with whenever you uh, get into the clinic, um, the medical assistants that are there, nursing staff, lab. Uh, we have ultrasound services on site, surgery schedulers, um, and then the physicians. Um, so... I interact with all of these people on a daily basis and of course patients. Um, usually in kind of like a manager role, um, usually whenever you come in contact with a patient, it's usually some type of complaint or negative issue uh, because that's just kind of the way the game goes. You know, you don't really, you're not really there getting all the good stuff all the time. Um, but I actually really enjoy that because um, I feel like that just gives me an opportunity to turn things around, turn things around for that patient. And it also gives really good feedback and insight on how some people may be feeling. And maybe we don't even know that we're doing something that is making someone feel uncomfortable or unheard. Um, and so it's an opportunity for us to improve as well. Gotcha. That's awesome. That is so cool. So quick question that comes to mind is <clears throat> when it comes to healthcare, so we're going to be talking to a lot of uh, you know, business students who might want to run an office. Do you say that you need some form of medical expertise of some kind to be in this role or is it something you can learn on the fly? How do you feel about that? Um, well, I mean, I think everyone's kind of different, right? Sometimes sometimes people can just go into a position and they don't really need any kind of experience because they're just able to learn that and they have that drive um, to do that. But honestly, I would say if you're going into managing some type of healthcare 
uh, facility that really having that um, some kind of experience in healthcare is so important um, because you're really dealing with people's lives. Like this is a doctor's office is somewhere where people are going because they need to be taken care of. And, um, you know, in OBGYN, that is a very intimate place sometimes. And it can be a very triggering place for people. And a lot of people think of OBGYN as like a, as just like pap smears and pregnancy. And it's so much more than that. Um, and I just feel that having some type of healthcare experience um, is really helpful for the patient side. And also there's tons of regulations and uh, procedures that you just need to really be aware of, even in things such as simple as something as billing, right? Like you can go to HEB or you have your AT&T bill and it is whatever it is. You know what it is. You you already know what your bill is going to be even before you start the service. Um, and with uh, healthcare, it's totally different um, because the way, the way that a physician's office will bill a patient is based on that patient's individual insurance policy if a patient has insurance. And there are hundreds of thousands of different kinds of policies, even within even within one type of insurance. Blue Cross Blue Shield has, I don't know, tens of thousands of different policies that sometimes this service is always covered and sometimes this service is never covered and sometimes you need a prior authorization and sometimes it's covered but only with this diagnosis code. There are so many very intricate things in a thing like medical billing that as someone who is in an ultimate support role, you really need to have some of that background information to be able to properly support your staff and your patients. Wow, that sounds daunting. Absolutely, absolutely. So from an organizational standpoint, the structure of things, so you said that you started off in the front desk, you kind of, you know, built your way up through the ranks, climbing the ladder, if you will, to this position. So from an organizational standpoint, what would the next step be would there is there how high can you climb in this role is there like director would it be a vice president what's the org structure like well i think it just depends on you know what you where you're wanting to go you know if if i were to stay within my own company it's i mean again it's a large multi-specialty group so there's different departments for things whereas like a private practice is more of just kind of like a few people in-house um that maybe outsource some of the the bigger, um, bigger job roles. Um, so, I mean, in my current company, I can move to different departments. Um, you know, there are, usually there are some type of regional director whenever you get up to, whenever you are in a large multi-specialty group, with just meaning that it's kind of a manager for the manager at the clinic. <laughs> um, and to give like a more, a uh, bigger picture of, the whole organizational growth and to help the clinics maintain their focus towards uh, whatever the organizational goals are at that time. Um, but, you know, there's also other other jobs out there. Like, you know, you could go, you could work at a hospital and there's, I mean, kind of infinite possibilities there. Um, you can also 
work for other companies that work specifically in healthcare, but they're kind of contracted out. So like there's a lot of companies that do medical billing for like small practices who don't have a person who does it in-house. There are companies who do credentialing, which is where a physician has to make sure all of their kind of like paperwork and um, uh, like they have to get approved to work at certain hospitals and it's kind of that is a very daunting process but there are companies that do that for um, for different uh, physicians and different practices uh, I mean really healthcare is like kind of wide-ranging and if you start thinking of all of the things that are actually needed to really um, give excellent patient care and uh, maintain a healthy like business and practice um, there are tons of options awesome awesome thank you so much um, last few questions so I would be remiss to not ask you this we're going to be talking to a lot of uh, business students here so I would want can you give some advice for somebody who would be interviewing with you, say they're trying to interview for a front desk position, like that, what advice would you give to a candidate that is interviewing for a new job? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I would say, you know, be honest and really, um, really apply for positions that you're interested in and that you want. Um, when I'm interviewing candidates, that's kind of what I look for, especially in, in entry-level positions. Um, you know, I know not everyone is going to have experience, and experience helps usually because you don't have to learn from the ground up. You already have some of that. You're already coming into the position with some type of knowledge. Like, you know what checking in a patient means, or you know what a pap smear is, and things like that that you don't have to also be learning at the same time. But really, whenever you start a new position anywhere, you are going to need to learn something new. Even if you start a new position within the same clinic or the same company, um, you have to learn something new. And so things that I look for in my interviews that I am really like, that I will take over experience any day is going to be people that are really passionate about healthcare or about OBGYN um, because that means that they're going to have the drive to really push themselves to be the best that they can be. Um, I look for people that have a positive attitude uh, because honestly attitude is everything. Um, I know that that's kind of a cliche saying but if you I mean I'm sure that tons of people have worked with someone that has a bad attitude and it's like a virus that kind of pushes its way through everyone and it makes it not okay to feel good about coming to work which not only affects the way that you feel as a staff member but it affects the way that the patient feels whenever they are there trying to get taken care of um so also hustle hustle is something that's really important so like a, a lot of these things are things that really can't be taught, you know, um, and that you can't really train on. And so those are the things that I focus on in interviews um, over what experience someone has. Someone could have a ton of experience as a front desk and OBGYN if that's the position they were applying for. But 
if they have a poor attitude in the interview um, or they are kind of come across in a way that it's like that's a not my job kind of person, then that's not someone that I would want on my team. Awesome. Deanna, thank you so much for your time. You have been tremendous. Um, I really appreciate it. Thank you for uh, meeting with me today. You are very welcome. Thank you for interviewing me. Uh, thanks for that interview, Eli. There's definitely a lot to unpack there, but uh, I guess let's just go ahead and get started. Uh, I'm David Withy. I'm Mason McCool. I'm Nayeli Marta Chavez. And I'm Eli Garcia. Let's jump into it. Dave, what'd you think, man? Yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was... Uh, it was, it was dense. There was a lot to unpack. I mean, it really just showed that, you know, in all forms of any kind of business, those rudimentary skills are going to be greatly important and they're going to, you know, just improve your climb up that ladder in any way possible. Like, yeah, no, man, I totally agree. I totally agree. It's so funny. Um, I started my career. I mean, right now I've worked, you know, seven years in technology, you know, five years cybersecurity, seven years in, uh, in PC. And, Business in healthcare still has those facets, um, the marketing, finance, all that. I mean, I think that some people forget that, you know, healthcare is a business and it has all those facets. Yeah, I agree with that as well, especially with like when she talked about like interview skills and what she's looking for in a person when they're interviewing with her, you know, that she talked about having a positive attitude throughout, Just knowing that you're going in there, knowing what you're talking about, knowing who you're interviewing for, what their business is like and what they expect from you and going in with a positive attitude and showing that you actually want to be there. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I think that passion piece was huge. You know, everyone talks about, you know, interviewing in all these crazy industries, but I do really feel like if you're getting into an industry, you should be passionate about it. You should be something you really are interested in because that shows. That shows especially, in the business world. I feel like especially with healthcare, that's definitely something you need to be passionate about because if you don't have a need to like want to help people then why are you there yep. yeah oh yeah dealing with people's lives yeah, yeah exactly. like there are huge things at stake so you need to like truly be passionate about what you're doing and the people that you're helping yeah, yeah. like it, sh it, it shows if you go into work every day and you you know you don't enjoy being there like you know it, it's one thing to be you know flipping burgers at a mcdonald's but it's a completely other thing to have people's livelihood on the line so i i completely agree like attitude is everything and in this case it's going to get you exactly where you're trying to go it's it, people are going to notice that at the end of the day like coming directly from the person who would be interviewing new candidates themselves like they're going to see how you present yourself and they're going to see through if you're just putting on a, a show like a facade of this excitement to be there they're going to be able to notice that because they themselves have been probably been in the same situation themselves yeah yeah no i agree patients notice whenever you're not giving them full attention or don't care for them like yeah, it's gonna, like, you know they hate their job. Yeah. You can tell. Yeah. It's like, you don't want to walk into a doctor's mm -hmm. office and feel like your doctor oh. doesn't care about you. They're yeah. not going to help yeah. me. I'm not yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> well, and that was her point also, is that you don't know, like, there's, you know, she, she had mentioned she, along lines of, like, it's some people just think it's pap smears and pregnancies, but it's a whole lot mm -hmm. more than that. Someone could be walking in that office with something that is really mentally affecting them, and if you just have a bad attitude about that, that's a nightmare. That's, that's expanding on their nightmare that they're currently having. So I believe bringing passion um, into your workplace and just being positive is, is huge. So we've talked about the interviewer side. As college students, people that are interviewing for positions, what do we think is the most important thing to bring to an interview? I honestly feel 
because I will be using these skills pretty soon. Um, <laughs> I honestly feel that you have to be yourself. Mm-hmm. I think it's so, so, so important to be yourself and to understand, do some type of research mm-hmm. to understand the role you're going into, what you're trying to get, and what company you're interviewing for. Mm-hmm. Um, I have actually been on the interviewer side of things as well. And when someone comes in and, you know, they just, you know, they didn't do any homework. You know, they're just, they applied, resume looked good, they showed up and, you know, what do you like? That's one of the questions I used to ask. What do you know about the organization? Like, to, like tell, you know, sell me on whatever it was, whether it was back when I was in hotels and cybersecurity, whatever it is. Tell me what you know about the organization and then tell me a bit about yourself. Every now and again, you get some interviewers that like throwing curveballs. Uh, like they'll throw you curveballs just to see how you react to certain things because you want to be, that's, you're going to have to, you know, think on your toes mm-hmm. a lot. Um, and then it's like, you know, you are doing everything you can to look your best, be clean, be sharp, um, that whole thing. I, I think those are key, key points. Yeah. Yeah. Building, off, oh. yeah. No, <laughs> building off of what Eli is saying, like showing that you're doing your research on the business, but also coming prepared with your own questions about the business, yeah. what to expect when working mm-hmm. there, what do they expect you to do on a day-to-day basis, just always having questions for them shows that you're interested in them and yeah. want to work for them. I think yeah. that's a big... I think that how you brought up being yourself, mm-hmm. I think a really hard but beneficial thing to learn is how to present your personality professionally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. that's a very hard thing because we all have personalities that you wouldn't bring to the workplace. Mm-hmm. But you yeah. need... Sure do. You need to understand... <laughs> what you can say, what you shouldn't say, and how to present it in a way it's like, this is still me, but I'm capable of being a professional at the same time. Yeah. Well said. Showing up and, and being the the like best side of yourself possible, um, and the like presenting yourself in, you know, the best and most professional way that you can is going to not only give yourself like the best advantage you have in an interview, but it, it's been gonna be giving the company as a whole like an uh, like a genuine and optimistic look at you. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. What do you, okay, let's switch it up a little bit. What do you do if you're in an interview, they ask you a question and you just really just don't know the answer? Sometimes you say that. Yeah. You, like, like, yeah. like, how do you question? say it? It's like, you know, I, I really appreciate that question, but I have no idea. You could also find a better response. To, to add to that, I do feel like, depending on, it also really depends on what the question is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if they're like, oh, so tell us what you know about the company. I know nothing. Yeah, so but, that's uh, yeah. Then it's that's like, different. okay, so then you can walk out right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. Very specific to the industry. Maybe you have, maybe it's an acronym they use. Maybe it's something that you truly, it is, a, maybe they're testing you on that. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're going to say, I want to see how this person responds to a question. I know for a fact, I'm going to make it up. I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, I want to just yeah. see. Yeah. Then I think that is, you know, a valid point, but you do you know, you know, respect that I have to, you know, I'm not certain, but you know, I, I could give a stab at it or something. Like if mm-hmm. you show the effort, but also, you know, I really don't know. I think that speaks volumes. I think, yeah, I think it also shows a lot of your personality that you're yeah. like, I don't know, but I'm willing to learn and I want to figure it out with you. And cause I feel like a lot of the times you don't want to work with someone that's like, Oh, I know. Yeah. I know how to do that. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah. Like oh, I, I don't oh, have anything oh. to learn. It's like, no, everyone always has something to learn. Yep. You yeah. never run out of things to learn. Yeah. Yep. From personal experience, like I got flown up to do an interview up in South Carolina and I was meeting with the vice president of sales for a company. And all he did was throw you get those kind of curveball questions where yeah. you sat back and you're like, I really don't know. And I yeah. meant like, you just kind of have to sit there and 
like just answer to the best of your ability because they understand that they're not hiring like Superman. Like they're yeah. hiring someone with flaws. They're hiring someone who maybe is is going to struggle in certain regards and like, you know, you just kind of have to answer it, like come up with an answer, even if it's not an impressive answer. Um, personally, I feel like coming up with any kind of answer, it, I mean, obviously if you're not lying, like you, you <laughs> yeah. should, you should yeah, come exactly. up with a, with a truthful answer um, to at least show like that you're going to put like some form, even if it's not your best foot forward that you're willing to put a foot forward even if it may not seem as impressive as it could possibly be yeah and it also shows that you're honest and they'll be able to trust you important i mean that's basically what the interview is is selling yourself and i think that that's such an important thing to learn i feel like that's a great thing that college does teach you is how to sell yourself and like to give yourself your personal brand and be like this is me i might not be a perfect fit for every company but i know that i'm the perfect fit for a company Mm -hmm. and i'll find it eventually Yeah, a lot of these interviews are just about getting to know you as a person, Mm -hmm. what you can bring to their company. So a lot of questions will be behavioral questions that you should be able to answer on the spot. Like, what would you do in this situation? Or have you been in a situation where you had to do this and that? So you have to be prepared to answer some tough questions. What are everyone's opinions on, like, a seven-step interview process? Like, if it's not for, like, a huge company that's a very, very, Mm -hmm. very critical role... Do you think you should have to be interviewing seven different times to get this job? I mean, I think it is what it is. I think if their process is, <laughs> if you want the job and they're yeah. going to put you yeah. through seven, then I mean, maybe you're going to do the seven. But, so, you know, maybe you don't want to be. As like someone that. that's been an interviewer, yeah. what would the need be for seven interviews? Honestly, it's just the, the system. It's just the way that that's it. Every place is different. Yeah. When I interview, like, You'll never know what the interview process is going to be. Yeah. And it's just, is what is it? You want the job, you're, you're going to go do it. For yeah. It's, it's you know? just yeah. like, can this person perform in the job? Like, some interviews are going to be, does this guy have a pulse? You know? <laughs> like, okay, perfect, you know? Can he walk to work, basically? Yeah. Yeah. Can he get here? Yep. Can, yeah. Can he do basic tasks? Yes, and other, other jobs where, I mean... All right. Well, I feel like we've had a very, um, as you said earlier, dense conversation with the interview and our additions to it. Um, I think that that's going to go ahead and be the end of our episode today. Thank you guys for listening to KTSW 89.9, The Other Side of Radio.